of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones uh, here today discussing Psalm 37 in this project called the Psalm Project. And we are moving along through these Psalms. We are in Psalm 37. Wednesday will be Psalm 38. So here we are, a Psalm of David. Um, This psalm is an acrostic. I've mentioned several psalms prior to this that are acrostics. Uh, At the beginning of the project, I discussed this, but uh, it is an acrostic, so you do see that uh, every so often in the psalms. Uh, Remember that the psalms were written as a sort of poetry, um, artistic language. Uh, There's a lot of metaphor in the psalms, um, but... That doesn't mean that the language that you read, for example, uh, the mountains melt like wax, that God is not capable of doing such acts, because he certainly is. Uh, He created the world, so he can do anything he wants. And uh, uh, so there's a lot of metaphor in the Psalms. It is, uh, it was intended to be, many of them intended to be sung So there's some musical language, that sort of thing. So this is an acrostic, Psalm 37. It is a psalm of David, and like most acrostics, it is a wisdom meditation. So let me read Psalm 37, 40 verses in this psalm. It is quite lengthy. So here we go, Psalm 37. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine they have abundance. But the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of pastures. They vanish. Like smoke they vanish away. 
The wicked borrows but does not pay back. The righteous is generous and gives. For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken of his, or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to, to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But the transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. <clears throat> so here we go. Let's get started and just analyze this a little bit. I have set this in a minor key. Uh, had to modify the text quite a bit on it because it is lengthy and rather than doing one where I speak and read the psalm, I actually set stanzas to this one. So there are seven stanzas. So let's take a look at this. Uh, in verse 2, he discusses the evildoers and he says, well, in, in the very beginning, he says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. And if if you noticed, as I was reading, this reads sort of like a proverb. Um, it is a wisdom psalm. In verse 2, he says, the wicked will fade like grass. Uh, this metaphor, uh, in Israel, the grass comes up and flourishes in the winter, but the summer, it's withered by the sun. Now, <clears throat> we here in Texas uh, sort of see something a little different <laughs> where our grass tends to grow during the summer, uh, certainly starch during the spring and throughout the summer. Now, if it gets too hot and we don't have a lot of rain, yes, the grass will die. But uh, usually in most places, except where I live in West Texas, the grass tends to grow during the summer and then it fades away during the winter. But in Israel, it is very common that the grass comes up and it flourishes during the winter. And in the summer, the sun withers it. So he's saying here the evil person is like that. The evil person will fade away. Uh, going on in verse 8, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. This is probably anger against God that the psalmist is referring to here. And he says, fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. Ang anger, in other words, is a dangerous Force. James 1.20 says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 
Often we write off anger and think that it's not a big deal, but it is the source and the root of much evil. So we need to be careful in our anger. We may look to Jesus in his righteous anger and his indignation when he turned over the tables in the temple, but this is a different type of anger. Our anger tends not to be righteous anger. Verse 9, for the evildoer shall be cut off. This is a technical term meaning to be exiled or to be excommunicated from the society or even to be executed. Listen to Genesis uh, seventeen fourteen. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. This is a term meaning execution. And then in Le- Leviticus seventeen fourteen, for the life of every creature is its blood. Its blood is its life. Therefore, I have said to the people of Israel, you shall not eat the blood of any creature for the life of every creature is, is its blood. Whoever eats it shall be cut off, executed. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been dealing with some allergies this week. Here we go. Verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. Land is its cultivation. Uh, cultivation. Uh, it's, it's the basics of physical life. This verse is used actually in Matthew 5, 5 in the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So Jesus refers back to this. I've mentioned before that Jesus knew the Psalms and quoted the Psalms. This is one case. The Lord laughs at the wicked in verse 13. This is... Uh, Reminiscent of Psalm 2, 4. Uh, He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Vivid human language here describes the folly of of rebellion against God. And he is not threatened by it, nor is his judgment avoided. Verse 15. Their sword shall enter their own heart. Obviously still speaking of the evil here. The consequences of sin are frequently the result of its own outworkings. And we see this throughout the Psalms, uh, this type of example here. The wicked, verse 21, the wicked borrows but does not pay back. The wicked break uh, the eighth commandment, which is stealing by not repaying their debts. And the righteous pay their debts and give money generously. And, uh, you know, I think this is this speaks to many of us who we might not be rich. <laughs> um, I know very few rich people that I would refer to as rich. But consider this, in our Western society, uh, definitely in the United States, we are among the richest in the world. And so this is saying the righteous are generous with what they do. They give mercifully in God's prosper. Verse 24, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong. Talking about the righteous. So the wise man is not perfect and he may fall, but God guides and protects him even when he sins and encounters obstacles. So this is a reminder that those who are God's people are not perfect. We will fall, but God himself upholds us. Verses 25 and 26, I have been young, now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Verse 26, he is ever lending generously and his children 
become a blessing. I'm reminded of a gospel song I heard once that says, God, he has not failed me yet. Uh, there's a modern worship song out that says that. It says, he's never failed me yet. As the, the yet is what I have a problem with. The implication is that he could at some point. But no, God will never fail his people. And this confirms the truth of verse 24. The psalmist draws on his own experience of his own life. And he ensures us that the upright, God will not abandon because they are his children. The righteous are known by their deeds of mercy and generosity. Verses 30 and 31, the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. The law of his God is in his heart. So governed inwardly by God's law, both the speech and actions of the righteous person are wise and just. In Hebrew, heart is the normal way of referring to the inner principle that governs outward performance. Listen to Psalm uh, Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. The heart is the source. It's the center of who we are. Verse 33, the Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. So, the, so God won't allow the accusations of the wicked to destroy those, those whom he sees as righteous. At his own bar of justice, God will pronounce them innocent. So if you are a child of God, God will pronounce you righteous. He will uphold you. And that's the theme of this psalm. Verse 35, I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree. The identity of this type of tree really is uncertain, so we're not sure what it is. But the point is that it commonly happens for the wicked to prosper in the business of the world. Luke 16, 8, the master condemned the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. So this is common in a fallen world, but far from being envied that they should be mourned since their temporary success is a prelude to eternal loss, we should have pity on them. So those who are sinners, who are sinful, who are not children of God in this world, we might look at and wonder, why are they successful? Why are they being blessed? Well, keep in mind, this is only temporary. Their destruction is certain unless they trust God. Verse 37, mark the blameless and behold the upright for their future, for there is a future for the man of peace uh, or posterity in some translations. There is a posterity for the man of peace. Either the individual's later life or his children are meant here. We're not certain on that, but in the ultimate sense, this promise speaks of the eternal peace enjoyed in God's presence, that all of God's children are promised. So this is a wisdom psalm that discusses those who are evil and those who are righteous, and it contrasts the two, and obviously pronounces the blessing on the righteous, but the destruction of the evil. So... I have set this in a minor key, seven stanzas. I had to modify the text quite a bit, but here is Psalm 37. Thank you for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it.
Spreading like trees, but he 